Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. And uh, we're joined today by nobody right now. Byron and Casey. What's up, guys? Hey, this is Casey. What's up, Clark Kent? This is this now you can see what I'm looking at on the screen because I'm wearing glasses that are reflective. I'll make them in the contacts, bitch. Anyway, um, this is Casey at Lucha Gringo, evil host of Skeletor, which is to say I'm a host that works for Skeletor, not that I'm Skeletor's host, like Scareglow was not Skeletor's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are you, you went right in with the He-Man. I love it. Fucking right. Because you know what? We were supposed to have a guest tonight to talk He-Man with us, and they're not here. And you know what? I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I forgive you, Dolph Lundgren, for having your previous engagements. It wasn't Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I even sent a tweet out, so I think most people know. We were going to have uh, DJ on, but he got tied up with something. We actually we actually went through a few guests that we were going to try to have on. Um, Dolph I was trying Lundgren. To- well, no, I was trying to get uh, Skip to come on, um, but I still got to work out his schedule with him. Like, he was the original guest I was trying to get for today, but I was super busy this week, so I just... Do you mean, do you mean Body Donna Skip? Because I'm afraid I have some bad news. No, I mean Director Skip. Oh, good. Okay, that's much better news. Well, but, I mean, it sucks he wasn't here, but... Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, he never said he was going to be here either. I, I still haven't gotten a good uh, date or time. Um, so we'll we'll try to get that, but we got some go- cool guests that we're trying to get. Uh oh, hey, Skip is always tweeting. Byron, are you getting tickets? Are you getting tickets right now for PWG? Um, I'm trying. I got a half hour. I got I got my control center set up. I heard we were gonna have one guest uh, on the show today, but he has to get like 53 beers in first, and he just wasn't on track to being drunk enough to come on the show tonight. Who's that? <laughs> no, wow. Dude, DJ uh, DJ was just busy with some other stuff today. Um, he was he was free and clear, and then something else came up, and I know what that yeah, was. Man. And it's totally I didn't legit. I didn't even know it was DJ. I thought we had Dolph Lundgren coming on the show. Well, he was going to do was us always- a solid to come on because we couldn't get Skip. And then there's some other fun guests that we're trying to work out, and I don't. It's yeah. not like a secret. We're trying to see if uh, trying Did to work out some scheduling on? with with Striker. And maybe famous B and uh, a couple other people. Um, so I and- do gotta tell the listeners that Sid isn't gonna happen because Justin and Byron told me that I have to teach him how to use Google Hangouts if we're gonna do it. So no, sorry, <laughs> dude. You gotta teach whoever the guest is. You gotta teach him Google Hangouts. That's just the way it works. Yeah. Um, what was the other guest I was gonna say? So yeah, but maybe DJ will come on in a couple weeks. He says uh, he'll probably have some other more interesting stuff to say than anyway. We were just gonna talk he man came the, on tonight anyway. The other guest you were gonna say was NWO Sting. Oh no, I was gonna say that Mo the, the Pirate Farmer. might still Mo the Pirate might show up. He's a uh, a glory kickboxer and he's got a fight tomorrow night. So I'm trying to see if I can get him in, but he hasn't used Google Hangouts before either, I don't think so. I send it's, the kind of a, it's kind of a pain in the ass if you haven't used it before, but it makes it's so easy to make a YouTube podcast. I've been trying to sell Kevin on the Google Hangouts. If you guys that are listening don't know my friend Kevin, I made a tweet saying to bother my friend Kevin about doing a podcast. I gave. Why did you mute him? You can't mute him in the I middle. I was tired of listening to him talk. 
can't uh, yeah, the green, do that the though. It gives us dead air. Do you not understand the concept of dead air? It makes people turn off shows. It made me. It gave me a smile. Uh, oh, that's you're what a I was thinking. Dick. Yeah. So my friend Kevin. Son of a bitch. Uh, at KG really Don't ask me how to spell it. Look yeah, it up on my Twitter. Kevin. We're gonna do a podcast. Um, that Byron's not gonna be invited on. Kevin's own mom and followed him on Twitter. I'm can sorry, I, I can't see Casey that you guys will will make if you do the podcast. Look, I know I don't have the best track record of other podcasts getting posted online, like episode four of Carnage Culture. But this is why I know problem. that I know that you'll you'll go through with this one. Look, this is why people. Oh. Yeah, it's, shirt. it's all about the shirt. It's all about the shirt. That's going to be available. We have to do a podcast just to make that shirt. Come on. The shirt is awesome, Byron. You can't say it's not. He, he keeps saying no one will buy it, but I'll fucking buy 10 myself just to get it made. I tell you what, I'll show you this cool music video I'm going to do next week. That totally won't be a ripoff of Hamilton. It'll be really original and everyone's going to love it. It'll be different. Mean? I thought you told me it was a total ripoff of Hamilton. I, I thought he's doing a total ripoff of something else. What what is Casey bringing to the table that adds to that gimmick? Would don't you, you have? Don't you own the Urban Hustle shirt? He wouldn't have known about that shirt if I didn't fucking show him. Exactly. Everyone, I, read, I read Jericho's book where he talked about the the Gato and Jado shirt. How no Gato one bought and it. it huh? like, Gato and Jado. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns That's out. Yes, dude. That's how it's pronounced. And it turned out no one bought the shirts in America. And it was a bit abrasive now. at gotta, the time. Gotta start drinking now. Hey, it's it's Giotto, by the way, Byron. Gato. It is Gato, but it's Giotto. Oh, uh, yeah, Giotto. Oh, you're calling them this, like, this sort of like a yogurt, frozen yogurt type thing. Interesting. Anyway. Frozen. Um, let's start the show off the way we were supposed to start the show off with... Um, um at Byron Fever. No, in memoriam for Georgie Animal Steel, oh. Nicole Bass, uh, and what Ivan Koloff? Yeah. Ivan Koloff, Koloff too, huh? Ivan Koloff mm. too, man. Fucking Uncle Ivan, man. Oh. And George the Animal, good gracious. I mean yeah. first of all, genius. Yeah. Way smarter than people want to think that he was. You mm. know what? really dope about George the Animal Steel is like he was a school teacher and a wrestler and like uh so he was like a he was like a PE teacher at some school and he would wrestle during the summers so you, you gotta wonder if like some kid in his class is like dude I think my I think our PE teacher is fucking George the Animal Steel and then the other kids are like now nah, you moron his tongue's fucking pink he can talk you know that that's not George Steele. Come on, and oh man, and plus he was the shit. And Ed Wood is the legendary Tor Johnson, and by legendary I mean that he had a mask made of his face by the Don Post Company. That is pretty legendary. It is. Not very many people get that honor. Um, like him and Shatner. Yeah, Billy Boy, and you see what happens when Shatner gets a mask made of himself. Mm-hmm. It's shat-tastic. And people go crazy and start killing entire cities full of nubiles. Right? Yeah. Isn't that kind hey, of... Byron, see anything you like? 
Hey, Vic sent you a tweet um, nine minutes ago, Casey, that I think you should read. Big Vic Dudley? Blood suit. What time it's, is that? It's not showing up as a... Uh, as like a, a notification from nine minutes ago. <laughs> I just, I just Fucking Kincaid from Elm Street three reference, son. I had to explain it because you wouldn't know. Um. Yeah, let's let's do our in memoriam, Byron. Can we have some fucking decorum? Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're the one. Hit your head ten times for a ten bell salute, brother. What's up? Ring that thing. Uh, also, Ivan Koloff. I. All I hear are nice things about how everyone loves him and calls him Uncle Ivan. Like, I know it's kind of killing his evil Russian gimmick, but like, that's how everyone felt about him. Isn't he Canadian? Yeah. Or wasn't he Canadian? Yeah. Aren't they all Canadian? That's, that's the thing. Like, Bret Hart did that once, like, because he used to come in through Stampede as, uh, as like Red Nulty or something like that. Fuck, I forget what his name was. It was Red something, and um. He had a sailor gimmick before that. And uh, Brett did a show that he was on that he was Ivan Koloff. And he's like, dude, I remember you from when I, when, uh, I was a kid is red with the fucking sailor gimmick. And then Ivan Koloff pulls him aside. And he's like, don't ever fucking do that again. All these guys think I'm Russian. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is messed up. Yeah, Old school kayfabe. Yeah, and Nikita's the same way. Like, um, if you do shows with him now, he'll, like, pretend to be Russian the whole time, and then at the end, he'll be like, I can't believe you fucking Marks thought I was Russian to the boys backstage. Uh, good <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. I'm, like, sitting 15 messages at the same time. Uh, Anything interesting happening to you guys? Lucha news this week or AAA? Anybody shit copy? Do you want me to shit on some I stuff? A, I have a, um, I have I a wanna, AAA question for you guys. What? I uh, I want to uh, point everyone to um, I I retweeted it also, but our friend Gus from FCW posted a C and D um that may have come from a promotion called VVV is what it looks like it says on the cease and desist, but it's it's pretty good stuff. I think you should all read it. And I just want to tell AAA that they can see and D these these nuts. And uh That'd be a great shirt right there. See and D these nuts. Yeah, I, Master Public's already on it. Uh oh, damn it. yeah, they said they'd give us a promo code though. So All right. Yeah. But I, if it's if uh delicious works, do it. Because I was also going to shit on some merch stuff for a little bit. But I don't, I don't know if it warrants shitting on, because like Meatloaf was like all excited that I was gonna shit on this, because uh, somebody who may or may not be Prince Puma named Ricochet was uh, somebody tweeted at him a Prince Puma shirt and said, "Dude, why didn't you tell us? Yeah, why didn't you tell us you have ugly ass shirts at Hot Topic that suck?" (laughs) And uh, he, is it the one with him jumping through the air? Yeah, no, it's a different one. Oh, it's a gray shirt with a well, picture of him. It's not as good same graphic. No, he's like just standing there. It's about as good as that Pentagon dark shirt that they were doing, but um, a bigger okay. picture. The mill shirt they did is dope, but this one sucks. I wonder, yeah. are the hot, I wonder if the hot topic shirts are selling. 
they're not at any hot topics I've been going to. I but mean, it's a niche out of all your hot but... topics that you hang out. Case breaking news: Casey hangs out of hot topics. Dude, Hot Topic has some cool, like, macabre and goth stuff in it sometimes, Byron. It's not, like, all just for 14-year-old girls. I don't know. I, Bro, yeah, I think that was, that's what I was going to say. I'm not in the habit yeah, of finding I'm going to get my manic panic from my taint, son. Shit. Jesus. Come but, uh, don't come at all. Now that I've scared the whole audience away with that, um... Uh, the ones that look like they're selling are the ones with the Lucha Underground logo, which are also available. I don't know if anyone knew those were available because they've just been seeing the Prince Puma and the uh, Mil Muertes ones, but there is just the Lucha Underground face logo. And those are the ones that I, I only see like one of at each store. So either they're not shipping as many or those are the ones that are selling. Um, but the Mil, the Mil Muerte shirt's pretty dope. The Puma one's whatever. But anyway, somebody, before Byron rudely interrupted me repeatedly, Shut up. I was saying that this ugly shirt was available at Hot Topic. Somebody saw it and said, dude, why didn't you tell us they had shirts at Hot Topic? And Ricochet responded with, Byron sucks. And, um, uh, actually I added that part, but he said, uh, I don't know. Lucha Underground people don't tell me shit. Our bro Huns asked him, did you get royalties for it? And Puma just posts a gif of a guy shaking his head no. But you know what? In some languages, that means yes. So nothing to get the guy in trouble with here. It could have went either way, depending on which country was looking at it. Like if it was somebody in East Africa, they might have thought he was saying yes. But Huns is not from East Africa, as far as I know. But, but anyway. Um, so why, why – but like – does Puma even care anymore? Okay, my thing's not if he cares. You know, giving royalties to people is considered the right thing to do, but what if that's not in his fucking contract and there weren't royalties due? You know? Well, that's the thing. It's a thing that wasn't built around traditional wrestling promotion stuff like merchandise. If they were thinking about paying people merch money, they would have had actual good merch to sell. So what, he's not going to get a cut of five bucks of t-shirts? Exactly. Exactly. Listen to Byron. Yeah, I mean, me. honestly, he should be more worried about, like, if he ends up going to WWE, if they're going to, you know, like, actually book him in anything interesting or if he's going to wallow at NXT for the next seven years and then just be back at Lucha Underground in season seven or eight. I, I look forward to seeing... NX uh, on 205 Live, uh, Manny Trevors show up. It's going to be great. I mean, what's, do, you, do you guys think that if he goes over there, like, look, I, I love him in New Japan and I love him on New, Lucha Underground. Why don't you marry him, Justin? But he, even on Lucha Underground, they waited uh, pretty far into season two before they had him start talking. I mean, he wasn't exactly cutting promos, and it's like right. the WWE, like, you're not going to get over if you're not cutting hella verbals but yeah. like underground really that? i mean i i don't know that i have never disliked his promos but his promos have always been appropriate in the in the fact that they weren't trying to get him to do too much his character and his gimmick was already doing the work and then he just had to come out and back it up a little bit he didn't have to like try to shine through with three or four pages of dialogue and I think I think like we don't really have to be like super transparent with the idea that we think he's fucking out of there. But 
Um, because why else would he be tweeting shit like that? No, I'm just saying what everybody <laughs> else is saying. I mean, even even EB Dub was like, you know, he's not going to comment on that situation. I know hey, yeah. as, as strong as anything else. Nobody has said to me that he's gone for sure. In I mean, fact, yeah, uh, not not too long ago, I heard that you know they really were trying to make serious offers to get him to stay in the Lucha Underground and and willing to compete with the other offers that were out there. That's um, a, that's going to be one of those things where you, you don't know what's going to happen really until he's actually somewhere else working or somewhere working next. Yeah, I mean, I'd be very curious to see what WWE does with a guy like that if they were to bring him in because I just don't see the fit. I mean, I don't. But then again, I don't know if I see the fit with all the European guys that they just brought in either. But I mean. Are, yeah. A lot of those guys are going to end yeah. up being 205 Live guys. All I got to say is yeah. I didn't see the fit with El Generico. And um, now that I see a guy that wrestles exactly like him without a mask jobbing every week, maybe I was right. Maybe <laughs> they, they, you have better hopes for when Generico actually signs. Yeah, you know, I had big hopes for that Generico kid, but then they just gave all his moves to some Sami Zayn dude that looks like Byron, kind of. I can kind see of. the appeal. Let me the let me talk WWE the thing, for a the, the easy con, the the easy uh, comparison for Ricochet though is you know he was talking about how he didn't want to go the two hundred five route and he wanted to go like the Finn Balor route. Hmm. But I think you compare him to the best comparison is is Neville to me because right. he he can go in the ring. He can, you know, full-on sprint and do flips for a 20-minute match and do great. But he can't. He's not that strong on the promo. But uh, Neville, Neville had a little bit of heat this week, though. Neville, but see, the thing is, Neville worked well. Sorry, he eventually, like, he got it together in NXT, and he did a decent promo in NXT, but that's organic. You, you get to know the wrestlers, and you invest in their competition. And then they go to the big show and it took Neville a while to get people to invest in him because of his accent, because of his lack of promo ability um, at that level. But then I don't think, think Ricochet is going to have those problems, though. I mean, look, he's he's a handsome fella. Um, he can seriously work in the ring. Yeah. If they find yeah. a gimmick for him, I just feel like they're going to stick him in some purple and green crazy tights and make him some kind of Bailey, um, you know, mm -hmm. Female Eugene, half touched. I think kind of character. I think his most really effective WWE type thing would be his Lucha Underground work because that's serious. All of his other stuff is very smart, heavy. Very, how many flips can I fit in the match? You know, I it's he, he has the advantage. Stuff. He has the advantage over Neville that he doesn't look like Meg Mucklebones from Legend. I, I, that's what you guys that's wanted to say. But, no, I, but I the thing is, Neville has this look and has this type of speech, and he's he's tuned it all in now to a very effective heel character. Right. Okay. And I don't. Well, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen. I just can't see Ricochet with his, you know, Midwestern drawl, kind of do that. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying the direction he's gone no, I right see now hasn't been. I mean, we go pure face for a long time, and they and you know how it works to go pure face from the start, from the get go with somebody. There's got to be a good, strong gimmick there, and there's got to be fan support, and and the guy has to be able to go out there and cut babyface promos, and if it's going to be in the WWE, yeah. he's got to say all day long, "You guys love me, and I'm here 
to support you because you love me and he's got to do it over and over again. I mean, even Finn doesn't have to do that. Yeah. So, you know, and going the Finn Balor route, it's like Finn's got a whole country behind him. You know, Finn's got the, the kind of regular principle thing, you know, and Japan behind him. Well, exactly. I mean, he started something big over there. Um, and it's not that Ricochet hasn't done some of the same stuff, but he wasn't the leader of the top, you know, drawing faction and merchandising property in Japan. Um, he was under the mask in Lucha Underground. So it's, you know, we all know and appreciate him and know who he is and think that his stuff was great. But at the same time, the average Mark doesn't know that. You, but he's, he's, he's smart popular. I have a question. What is the biggest thing you know Ricochet for in the past year? And New Japan, um, obviously. New Japan, that, the Osprey match, right? And yeah. who, got, who got the big match out of that? Vader. Osprey got the match with Vader. He got the program with Vader. Ricochet didn't even go over in that. Well, I get, I yeah. But that, I mean, that's part of his weird contract thing. And like, you know, if he was a Ring of Honor and and New Japan guy, maybe that would work out better for him. Yeah. So he could get the double push in the States and they're all tied to the same storylines and gimmick. But also uh, Ring of Honor's saturation is garbage these days too. So, mm. I mean, I, I, Lucha Underground is a better place to be, in my opinion, than that, especially with Netflix coming. I agree you with know, you. All the WWE talk is making me read actual mm. books and stuff. All right, well, good. So I'm going to talk but, about it a little bit more. I'm going to talk about yeah. Raw. Um, Ew. Ew. Okay. The, um, the KO promo. Can I can I finish Ricochet? Because I was just yeah. talking him, and I just wanted to, I just want to say that I do think I do think he's incredibly talented, and I think I just want I just want to make it apparent if him or his friends are watching or listening that I don't think he's awful or anything. I just think that. In Lucha Underground, he is already established as the main eventer that he is. And that's where he's put in the work, and that's where he's getting the payoff. And I think if he went to WWE, he'd start over and be having to climb a slippery, muddy hill. I'll, I'll tell you my, my honest opinion of what I would do if I were him. I would try to make Lucha pay me more if possible and keep me around for one, maybe two more years. but let me come out of the mask in my gimmick as much as i i personally love mass luchadors if i were him and and his big goal is to jump to wwe finn balor style i think he needs a top program somewhere else first out of the mask and the only place that i think he's going to get a heavyweight belt put on him it would either be lucha underground or ring of honor and he would need to go there and be the top face for a while with some big, big angles, work against somebody really amazing and out of his mask and then jump to WWE. He needs that Jinger title in New Japan as well. I mean, that would be that would be icing. But if he could do it at one of the American companies, it's fine, too. I, I, I would see Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground or New Japan for him all being fine as long as he was working a top belt angle um and honestly i don't know that the junior heavy title in japan would do it it's that's not where kenny omega was it's not where finn balor mm. was like if he wants to be on that level he's got to go a step further and i think that lucha underground could appear like that more i think that ring of honor could even appear like that more if he was the the champ um you know and he could go in there and work that program in either of those places and well he has to work that program in lucha underground 
Mm-hmm. And easily, I'm sure they'd be happy to keep him in that spot if it was part of a contract negotiation for the right price. I Actually, I don't know that because maybe DJ has some stuff set in his storyline that just is not conducive to that. Who the F knows? I was really hoping to ask him tonight, like, you know, what's up with, with storylines and what he's going to do with, with that if he's losing talent and whatnot. So, because who knows how. I was going to ask him what was up with making Sexy Star Champion. Maybe that's why he didn't come on the show, Casey, because he's scared of you. No, I think he's going to let. I know that's why. I know that's why he tried to deflect the talk into He Man. All right, I do want to talk a little bit about WWE because there's a few things going on that I find interesting. Um, First, the KO promo at the beginning of Raw was great. It's the return of the Prize Fighter, and I loved him explaining to the fans his route to beating Goldberg. You have to do that at this point, or there's no point in having that match. Like everyone was just like, oh, he's facing Goldberg. Goldberg's winning. Like, yeah. It wasn't even exciting or interesting as a match. And now he's planted these seeds of doubt with, oh, look, I can gas him out. I'm smarter than him. I'm a smart heel. There's there's routes for me to win. Let me map that out for you, dumb marks. Like I loved that promo and was just simple and to the point. He sat there in the spotlight in the big dark house and just cut the shit out of a promo on Goldberg of like, no, no, you people are all idiots. There's totally ways I can win this thing. Stop counting me out. And then Heyman did a great job later with his promo with Brock and Brock moving into the camera. It looked all sketchy. It looked poorly filmed, which made it feel way more real. Um, Heyman did his normal bang up job of completely confusing the audience where now you don't know if Brock's going to come out and, you know, thwart Kevin Owens so that you know he can have Goldberg to himself uh, if he's going to help Kevin Owens because he hates Goldberg if Jericho is going to run in like a lot of people think that Jericho will run in and cost Kevin the title I think that what's going to happen here's my prediction at fast lane isn't that what it's called what a shitty name for a pay-per-view um, I think <laughs> here's what's going to happen my guess of what I would do. I would have Jericho or no, I would have KO pull off what he was talking about in that promo of trying to gas out uh, Goldberg, trying to take him deep waters, running around, escaping the ring, using long counts, breaking counts by grabbing the ropes, all that kind of stuff. And then when you think, Oh wow, KO strategy might actually work. You know, Goldberg is gas and he can't just jackhammer spear or whatever. Um, then you get the run in from Jericho. And right when you think that Jericho is going to completely screw over KO just to cost him the match to fuck with him after, you know, he got put on KO's list that then Brock comes out and takes out Jericho. And you think that, oh, okay, great. So now we got a clean match, but instead it's a double swerve. And then he also takes out KO, not Goldberg. Takes out KO, lets Goldberg get the win so that Goldberg has the strap so that he can face Goldberg for the strap at WrestleMania. That's how I would book it. Crazy? Not crazy? Byron? Uh, Byron, I'm reading some Chuck Palahniuk, bitch. I don't know. Uh, It'd be interesting. I I do think you got it. I don't know. Like, I think... You got to schmoz it up a little bit, I think. I would like to keep KO strong. I really think, though, that 
they're just they're doing this defeat a strong ko to goldberg and then you got goldberg but what keeps ko looking stronger than taking goldberg into deep waters and then looking like he's going to beat him and then getting double swerved by jericho and brock fucking lesnar yeah but i think i think big picture it's right now they're just they're separating jericho ko so they can have their program at wrestlemania and they're going to make KO KO look strong just but for they the can't, but but KO can't take the belt with him into that program. It just doesn't make sense for Yeah, but I'm saying I think that I think big picture they're going to have KO go clean and quick and put Goldberg over huge and they're, all this build for KO is going to get squashed then and then he'll go do Jericho feud. I see I see Goldberg standing in the ring throwing down the belt right in front of Brock's face pointing at the WrestleMania assigned with yeah. the both standing in the ring at the end that has to happen so that to me means that brock is going to come out during that match there's no point think, to not having brock come out during that match i think it's going to be a clean and decisive win i would like to have this i would like your i would like to have your ending I think, though i mean look it's a throwaway pay-per-view i think you i think you this is where you gimmick it up this is where i want to see stupid run-ins i want to see a clean finish at wrestlemania but yeah. right here is like you got to advance your storylines. You got to do some crazy dumb stuff. It's an overblown episode of Raw, so just do it. Um, but it's weird because the Jericho AJ Styles program last year finished the pay per view cycle after WrestleMania. Yeah, which is weird. But that I think that was also had a lot to do with when AJ was coming in. Um, yeah. So, wow, Bailey, what uh, the promo? I didn't. What happened? I don't know. It just was not good. And then Steph came out. I was like, I was like relieved when Charlotte came out. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Hall of Fame real quick. DDP has now been added to the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think of this? Shout out to the Lost DDP podcast special. To Wait, that's the lost episode, bro. You can't see that. Oops. You can't see that. I watched it live. I'm about to be, uh, it's two minutes till, by the way. So are we doing front row? Uh, I don't know. Are you coming in that weekend too? I thought we were going to FSW. We are. I'm going to try and get tickets. If I, if I get tickets and I can't make it in, then, then, you know, there's going to be people that want them. Oh yeah. I'll I'll do front. Front second row. A minute and change. Well, wait, look, now we're advertising it and other people are going to jump on there and screw you up. Yeah, yeah, Jim's watching this podcast right now, and he's gonna fucking stop watching to go get PWG TDP going into the Hall of Fame. Um, that's pretty awesome. I I love that they're doing this, especially with a guy who was more made in WCW, um, and started so late in his career. You know, it's just uh, I I just think it's awesome that he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. And this, I have to say, is one yeah, of the. He just few. seems like a cool fucking guy. Like I know people that know him, and they fucking love him. He like, had to have been a cool guy to get over at that age, especially with the way booking was run at WCW back then, with their good old boys club of the booking committee sitting around. Like for him to get through and get pushed, and not piss everyone off, he had to have been a good dude. Like, there's just no other way in my mind. Um, and DDP yoga is wonderful. I swear I would be 
at least 15 pounds heavier right now if it weren't for DDP yoga. Um, not Did you ever hear about the DDP battle royal story? No. Okay, so they did a battle royal in WCW at a house show. And uh, Diesel told this story on the Arsenio Hall show, actually. And uh, it's been verified by numerous other people that were in the match. But um, the Steiner brothers uh, stripped them naked in front of everyone and threw them over the top rope. Because <laughs> they're the fucking Steiner brothers. They do what they want, awesome. you know? Um, so he kept going after that, you know? He yeah, kept dude. going after Scotty Steiner, fucking showed the world his twigs and berries. Why not? Hey, the show must go on. Um, so who else is going in? Oh, you got... Um, we got the Rock and Roll Express, right? Going in. Shit, are they? Fucking Ricky and Robert? Yeah. And uh, Holy shit. And Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's going yeah, in. Kurt Angle's going in. But Which is I, awesome. Dude, see, this is what I get for not watching WWE. I don't I don't get to congratulate Rod, Robert Gibson and his eye on getting in. <laughs> Separately? Yeah. They should have both have their own wings. And uh, Oh, and Teddy Long's and going in. Direction. Teddy Long, the man. I know, dude. Fucking, That's so dope. Uh, hey, yeah, look, huge Doom fan. I have to uh, – let me throw this in. Speaking of which, if you want to see WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long yes. in person, you need to get advanced tickets for Brave Immortal Combat now because Teddy Long is going to be there. Um, and right now, as a listener of this show, we can get you a discount, 15%. That's one and a five. 15% off. You know why? You know why? why? We fucking support a fucking wrestling promotion that takes half of its name from a movie starring the two greatest people that ever lived, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Sonny Chiba. What? Immortal Kombat. <laughs> Immortal Kombat. Fucking cinematic masterpiece. I think tickets are sold out. Tickets are sold out. Good work, Byron. I'm talking about a completely different show than what you're talking about. I'm talking about Brave Immortal Kombat down in San Diego. Um, as quick as it was for me to go buy tickets to click, it was sold out. Did you actually get any, or was it? Are they gone? No, they're they're all gone. I, I went front row, front row, GA, and standing room, and the whole thing is completely sold out. Well. Wow! I was like, Hopefully that was you're more famous time. than Jerry O'Connell, and they'll let you in, Byron. But uh, oh, should I have not told that story? I'm at the oh. PayPal screen. Byron is so pissed, and, it, and it's still not letting me do it. Whatever. Hey, um, Byron, we're trying to talk about yeah. a wrestling promotion. PWG, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> since you, since all of you people probably didn't get tickets, um, again, right now, if you want tickets to Brave Immortal Combat, in San Diego. Um, where is it? It's at the... Uh... Oh, fuck. I forgot, dude. You got the info. I know. I have the info here somewhere. Let me just... I was trying to figure out where in SD it was, because I I actually lived in San Diego behind the Big Five over by SDSU, so people know what that means if they're from the area. <laughs> anyway, look. There's a code. June 4th show. MMM. That's the code that can get you a 15% discount. Um... That's just three M's in a row can save you 15% for that yeah. show, um, which you want to be at anyway. And I'm going to tell you why you got 
there's been a ton of announcements. Let me see. Fucking Teddy Long, dude. Well, Teddy Long's going to be there. I know um, Elijah Burke's going to be there, a.k.a. Pope. the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro. Um, who else? Crime Time, Hernandez. Baby Nuts. Baby Nuts. Uh, Dragon Rojo. Fucking, uh, yeah, Dragon Rojo Jr. Did you people fucking hear that? Lucha podcast right here? Yeah, exactly. Um, wait. Hold on. I'm getting one of the workers is oh hold on might have a little tidbit of information on this show did i say hernandez did i tell you that baby nuts was going to be there your favorite yeah. dude i fucking love hernandez he's such a good dude <laughs> i thought you guys had beef that wasn't real heat <laughs> i hit him with the belt on tv i'm sorry you weren't okay. going to hit him in baby nuts with the belt that was all for TV, though, right? You didn't got you guys didn't have real heat, right? He did tell Dario Cueto that he was gonna splatter my blood all over the temple, I think. I kind of meant all of us. So the heels too. Hold on, I'm I'm missing something here, man. My my tweeters is not tweeting the right tweets. Is uh, see, so we got these people. Do we know who's fighting who yet at all? Okay, well I have. I have, don't tell anybody I said this. Um, Swerve oh. versus Scorpio Sky. Oh! Versus Mysterious Q versus Terrell Tempo might happen. Just saying. That might, that might be happening. Don't quote me. Justin, do you know how much I, do you know how much I fucking love Scorpio Sky? Dude. He's awesome. And you, I mean, think about him in there with Shane. That's going to be dope. Yeah. Shit. That's going to be, that's going to be a good match. I'm so I'm trying to think if I've seen that and I don't think I have, but I I'm can't see if I did or not. If I missed anybody else who's supposed to be on the show, uh, Keith Lee is supposed to be there. I know Desmond Xavier is supposed to be there. Um, I mean, dude, it's just, uh, Jax Dane is going to be there. It's going to be lit. Um, it's going to be a good, good show. We're probably going to be down there. Um, so anyway, to get tickets, go to www.bravewrestlingyapcity.com. That's www.bravewrestling.yapsody.com. Uh, enter the promo code MMM, just three M's. That's all you need. 50% discount tickets for June 4th. It's at the Jacobs Center in San Diego. Doors are at 6. Um, and we're trying to hook up real wrestling fans early so that you guys can get those front row tickets if you want them. So you can get the second row at a good price. Um, use the promo code. So go see the Brave Immortal Wrestling show down there, San Diego, June 4th. Um, oh, Justin. I was about the Hall of Fame. Get, go ahead. Can we get Teddy Long to put us in a tag match, player? <laughs> only, if he, only if he says player. Or if Byron can go one-on-one -on -one with The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> How many times did you hear that? Oh, no, dude, but that's not my only knowledge of Teddy Long, like some of the schmoes that might be listening to the show right now. I no, was a, He managed Ice Train. I thought he was a fabulous referee. Dude, I fucking love Doom. Doom was the shit. Soul Brothers Doom. Doom. Come on. They were great, and their theme song's fucking amazing. If you haven't heard it, look it up on YouTube right now. It will be your fucking jam. Um, so do you think it's too early for DDP to get into the Hall of Fame? Dude, he's like 90 years old. I mean, that's what I was saying. He started so late, but I saw a lot of people complaining about him being too, it being too early for him. You know what? People need to shut the fuck up because Coco Beware is in there. Come on. 
Hey, Byron, I heard your your girl Naomi had to cough up her belt before I get oh. off of WWE. What, she, his, his girl is one of the Usos now? He busted her knee in the match that she won the, the title in. And then Are so we going to start calling Byron Jimmy and or Jay Uso? Look, I just what? think Black History Month is just a lot shorter than it used to be. She got the belt. She got to walk around with it for a week, and now it's, it go bye-bye. I don't know. She did get to be a token champion for like six days, so that's pretty authentic. Why are you guys? Why are you guys bringing it to race and not the glow? Because I heard Hogan Whoa. might be coming back. We want to make sure things are appropriately in line. Shit, I have been. I have been talking about the big NWOI in the sky a lot lately, and I didn't think it was because of Hogan coming back. That's just what I've always called God. So is that what we're going with for Byron's shirt? The straight up Mark shirt, the black and white. I think we should get a shirt of him as one of those. I mean, do you want to do the red shirt? With the with the lettering from the black shirt? I kind of like the idea of a red shirt because everyone knows that if you wear a red shirt, you're a jobber and you're going to die. Yeah, that's why. Well, that's, that's my favorite color. Yeah, but still. yeah, red shirt. Plus, it just calls attention to being a mark. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Red I don't know. Here, here's a tip that I learned from watching all the many Lucha Underground episodes I'm in, is that when I wear the Lucha hat with the red on it, I can see myself in the crowd. Let's yeah, do the red shirt. It matches That's the not in your beard. Matches, matches his fucking pubes, fire crotch. Why, what do you care about what my pubes look like, Casey? You keep, you keep leaving them on your toothbrush. Why it's disgusting. You? Oh. Don't what? even ask how that works. Fuck. He got a rib removed, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, look. Here's the last thing I'm going to say about... Uh, I'm going to say about WWE for the week. The uh, You guys should watch, if you like big man matches, watch the big show versus Braun Strowman. It was, for a big man match, phenomenal. One of the best so big man matches ever. And I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how show did it. I really don't. Like he looked 10 years younger. Uh, maybe he was on TRT or something or juicing or something. I, I don't know. He looked like a different performer. Braun worked so well with him. I mean, they were doing, you know, like headlock flip spots. Like, you know, show was taking flip bumps, like right. Just regular average flip bumps. Who, who would have ever expected that? I mean, they were running the ropes. They were doing uh, swift reversals without having to look for each other. All their catches were solid. There was one little bobble on a rope spot. But, I mean, come on. You got 400 pounds sitting on the, the turnbuckle. It, it, <laughs> it obviously can get a little dicey. But, like, I, I haven't seen a big man match that was that smooth or that compelling where the guys worked that well and made it feel right in years, years. So props to those guys. I say watch it. Um, hit it on Hulu. Just fast forward to the end or whatever you got to do. But I would say watch that. I want, I want to fucking remind you of a little match called Mil Muertes versus Matanza. Yeah, but those God guys, look, no, those th that's a monster match. That's different than a big man match. Like these are big men whose know, knees should giving, not even work. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit, Justin. 
I just I, I just had to throw in some Lucha Underground stuff because the chat is saying this is a WWE podcast now. That's fucking gross, bro. <laughs> I might as well be listening to the last real heels if I want to talk about WWE stuff. Well, all the all the people in the chat room, you need to do this. Get on Twitter. Tell us who your favorite Lucha Underground talents are that you want to see on the show. And believe me, there were several people that, that were lined up for today. just didn't pan out. Was, people's schedules are just jacked. We, we almost didn't come on today because I'm under the weather and my schedule's been jacked all week. But tell us who you guys want to see. We'll, we'll try our best to get them. And, I mean, and like I said, there's a lot of Lucha talent that are totally down to be on the show. We just didn't have the time to get uh, anybody on today. We'll get somebody. Yeah. And... I, I know all of you are going to say you want Matanza in character, but Matanza's not a character. He's Matanza. Fuck you guys. He's a Cueto. Cuetos aren't characters. They're men of class and grandeur. Yeah. Um, grandeur. I, I heard Twitwell came up with that one. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, Irvin. I see you in the chat, buddy. I'm just fucking with you, pal. Well, okay. So the other little fun Lucha tidbit uh, from this week is uh, Court Bauer, uh, has, who somehow keeps coming up. I don't know how he does this to himself. He tweeted a picture of Frank Shamrock and DJ. Court's not even in this picture, by the way. And Are they going to fight? Um, he said something to the effect of, you know, remember this fun time back when you used to work for me or something? To DJ, and it was just like, "What are you talking about, Court?" Um, and apparently, they did do this Frank Shamrock thing together. But the the uh, the way it came out sounded really cocky on Court's part. Like it just sounded like he was trying to put DJ down. He says, "A candid pick." From Frank Shamrock, Showtime series from 2011, at Lucha Ray's, uh, Krista Joseph worked for me on it. How time flies. You can't tell me that he's not trying to take a dig at DJ when he says that, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm here to tell people the real story of what happened. And DJ, what happened was DJ signed to fight Frank Shamrock. And... He beat Frank Shamrock so badly that he needed to get braces to fix his teeth. And we've all seen Frank Shamrock with those fucking braces as an adult. You're so and you know something had to be up. So, yeah, dude, don't fuck with DJ. He's a shooter. That's all I'm saying. Not I just thought it, I, I thought it was weird. And then, you know, MSL was trying to defend court who wasn't even on his show or something. I, I didn't even catch all of that, but was talking shit about DJ and was asking if there was real heat or whatever. Like, damn right. There's some heat. Like you tried to say the dude was your bitch. Oh, that's well. what it's, that's how it read to me. And maybe, I mean, a DJ's reply was, I never worked for you. I volunteered after you asked me for help, <laughs> you know, and then court just got lit up about the whole thing. I mean, it's like, it's like a a post that everyone's seen, but somehow only has four likes on it or something. But then what a nerd! Like Court Bowers, thumbs down. I mean, I don't even know the guy. I don't know anything about the guy. I've heard some people say that he made the best coffee in the writers' room at WWE. I've heard other people say that he booked them the most awesome travel ever. 
And then I've heard other people say that he's a really awesome, nice guy, and he has great ideas. I heard that he's trying to marginalize DJ's shoot fighting career. <laughs> he was trying to marginalize something. Like, I don't buy that he wasn't taking a shot at DJ. And I don't know why he would take a shot at DJ. Like, if he's got beef with somebody else at Lucha or whatever, but I think it's messed up. Like, there's no TNA Lucha Underground beef that, that is real, but... It sounds like he's got some bitterness. Well, maybe um, he can record some fake dates some more. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe work out his aggressions that way. Here's a fake date for you. Lucha Underground Season 4 will air on, I don't know, I'm just going to pick a random number, J January 3rd, 2018. Now I'm a podcaster, guys. That's how you do this. Bang, bang. Shit, I don't even think that's a Wednesday, Justin. I don't really know that. I'm not fucking Rain Man. I, I don't know. But I'm sure it'll be on Wikipedia tomorrow and, and be hey, listed hey. by everyone as completely accurate because I said it on some stupid hey, podcast. There's a one in seven chance that that's actually on a Wednesday. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. Um, yeah, that was my other piece of Lucha Underground news. There, There's some cool stuff coming up, though, guys. Um, and, you know... People are, are kind of wondering what's going on in the Lucha world. I, I will say this, and this is probably as much as I can, can say without getting myself into any trouble, is that Lucha Underground, like, it, and we said this before, and nobody listened to us the last time. So let me say it to you this time, and hopefully you guys will listen. Let's not be marks. Yeah. Lucha Underground has a couple of very cool announcements coming up. Let's not say earth-shattering. Let's not say they're going to change the universe, but they have some fun and cool stuff to talk about that they're going to want fans to know about. Yeah. And it's coming in the reasonably near future. I'm going to say mid-March-ish. Yeah, they signed um, it. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said that. So hang in there. There's still fun stuff going on, and these people are still working on making all this stuff happen. Now, I know people have their comments about Dorian and AAA and this, that, and the other thing. Um, the, the thing I will say about that, and, and I don't necessarily know this to be true, but I, I feel like the situation with Dorian has progressed the way that everyone wanted it to progress. And the fact that he is going to be given full opportunity to do the job that is necessary for him to do. And when I say that it's, it means that all these things that people are complaining about the merchandising the going on the road the talent relations stuff somebody has to do those things and the company that has a day-to-day -day stake in those things is the llc it's not really mgm it's not really the network so much the network has an overall stake in it and so does mgm but at the same time the llc is supposed to be there for those day-to-day -day things they're the ones that came with a lot of these properties and it's like it's their responsibility to market them appropriately that doesn't mean that the network or that mgm or factory made the other partners involved are going to let those things get so out of control that they can't monetize the television properly the way that they want to so mm -hmm. And I made my big follow the money speech before, but it still applies to every every Lucha Underground, the sky is falling person out there. Please follow the money and, and think about these situations before you just tweet that everything in Lucha Underground is shit or that every one of your favorite performers is going to get screwed over. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because I want to. I'm not going to say something, Justin. Well, I want to talk about the Pentagon thing with the the show that he did, that AAA book. They fucking stole money, dude. That that is fucking robbery right there. Okay. Well, yes and no. Look, so there was a show that was booked to have Pentagon on it, but it was done through AAA, and -hmm. Pentagon worked the show and did not get paid. But I will say this: from what it sounds like. He knew before he did the show that he was not going to get paid mm-hmm. because it was booked well, through yeah, AAA. That, and the, the question is, if he didn't show up, would AAA have sent someone else? And the answer is, fuck no, they wouldn't have. No, but I think it's weird but because the Pentagon character and name got paid, but not him. But so does that mean he got to work the show under his Pentagon name because AAA booked it? And, he probably didn't. And the and name got paid? <laughs> You probably. You know, um, I want to just not say something about what we talked about earlier, and that um, some of you guys, I, I'm not gonna say anything about anyone being given enough rope to hang themselves. I'm not gonna say it because it would be a tasteless thing to say. I think it's exactly what's going on, though. No, I I'm not saying that, but um, I might be saying it. But hey. Um, Let's just let's just say that uh, there's there'd be a lot of people buying front row tickets for the gallows. And I don't <laughs> need Luke. No, I mean, look, there, there's a vested interest in there's a vested interest in seeing one of these parties fail. But at the same time, I think that also raises the stakes for that same party not to fail and gives them a great opportunity oh. to to do some good things. But so one, one of those one of those parties is Bush League as fuck, and the other ones aren't. <laughs> Something's got to give. Uh, yeah, but I, there's ways. There's ways to not be bush league, and a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, when they're pushed and 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 you know they've talked a big game, get in there and figure it out. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, I think the Pentagon thing was the smart smartest move for Pentagon in the world. I love yeah. that look for him. I think that makes him look like a saint. It's like, look, you guys booked it. Whether you pay me or not, I'm not going to let these people down that were expecting to see me. I'm going to go there and do my job and perform for them. It's not always about the money. Um, and considering you know the question marks that are out there about when he left, if he was still really under contract, and if, if they were fulfilling their contract when he left, which may not have made him look as good, this makes him look great of like, well, I'm still fulfilling my contract. I'm still doing the dumb shit you guys had planned for me. And now I'm not even getting paid for it. And I don't care. I'm going here. I'm making fans happy. And uh, that's not what it's all about. I mean, but also like, hopefully they'll actually book him on their next show through him. Yeah, maybe, but uh, maybe not. If they're going through AAA for shows in the first place, they, they're they probably the people that are too scared by cease and desist orders to do that stuff. I mean, it yeah. sounds like it sounds like Gus has, has gotten an earful down at FCW about how and what he's doing with AAA talent. And Yeah, let's put it this way. There's two kinds of promoters out there. There's ones that see the cease and desist letter and fucking laugh, and then there's Mark's. Yeah, but I mean, look, season desist letters are not uncommon. It's like, you know, Lucha Underground has sent them out a few times, too. Directly yeah, but that's MGM. coming from MGM, dude. Not like some guy that the best, the most lawyering he's done is get a collectible coin contract for AAA or something. Well, a yeah. cease and desist letter doesn't automatically make you the bad guy. 
No, that's what I'm saying. It's funny because a lot of my friends have gotten them for various things, and they're usually like super bullshit reasons. But um, the kind of people that you hang out with, apparently, that's it's more like the places I used to work, Byron. It's more like like the Marty Elias uh, TNA thing last week. That was a perfectly legit cease and desist order of. Like, look, yeah. the guy's under TV contract to another wrestling promotion. It's not like he's showing up on Ellen DeGeneres or somewhere. He's showing up as a referee on another promotion when he's supposed to be the main character referee on Lucha Underground. You can't, you just but can't. I, I do got to say that if it's even remotely true that they're doing this kind of shit to Zorro, who was a AAA lifer until they made it so unbearable that even he fucking left. Well, has there been any word that's come out about what, what's officially going on with him? Is he just disappeared? Well, he's not, he's an independent wrestler now. He's not a triple A guy anymore. And I've heard that he's tried to get bookings and he's been hit with the cease and desist thing. And the people have been fucking with him. I think that came out of an interview with Pentagon, maybe. Did he walk when he was on under a, a current contract or did he no, walk after his he, contract was over? Apparently, not only did he do it when his contract was over, he gave notice. And they still are doing this to him. Which, hey, AAA, you don't fucking own the name Zorro, so don't even try. Oh. Yeah, but how many R's? They might own it with a certain amount of R's, like WWE owns Taz, but with two Z's. Now, Zorro just had two R's because how many R's is he using? Zorro with one R kind of means... Does he roll it for a while? Is it like, I can't roll my R's, but does he roll it and it's like five R's? No. No. I can't roll ours either. Yeah. Hey, hey you, guys- you know what though? I the best tweet I saw probably all week. I have to find it was the person that that tweeted Triple uh, A bunch of fucking clowns, and then it was just pictures of all their different clown characters who were like the only guys left. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can't have a party without clowns. But- well, they got a party going on. Look, I love Triple A. They got um, a party. Well, I, look, I speak- no longer love Triple A. I will never say that again. No, but speaking of. Uh, of the AAA situation, do you think Vampiro being involved now is going to help or be any kind of band-aid at all or not change anything or make it worse? I, I think it doesn't change anything and if anything, he just gets pissed off like everyone else. And Like three months. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it could change something, but they have to give him, they have to empower him and give them the ability to smooth things over with these guys he can't just go and tell the rest of the guys that are still there that things are smooth he has to do something for them to make it smooth right mm. Mm. He, but he's got to be pissed about what's already been done well, and like, at maybe some point he's got a wrench set or something and maybe maybe he's got to fix toilets so they have working bathrooms at shows or something i don't maybe, know maybe he's a wrestler not a fucking miracle worker damn it jim He's like, gonna, supposed to start Krav with the gym. What's that, Byron? He's going to train them in Krav Maga. There's going to be Krav Maga gimmick matches in AAA now. I, I, I don't know. I, look, I feel like when Vamp walks into a room, it does make things better because you feel like you at least have a guy in there that's going to try on your behalf. And I think yeah. he will. I think he'll go to the booking committees for people and, and try to help. I think he'll, you know, we all know he agents matches great. You know, certainly the matches that he he puts together come out awesome. I mean, I think there's he a certain level of improvement. That, 
Vampiro is going to bring to any product when he steps in there. And I, I, I think that about Conan too, as much as Conan does crazy stuff sometimes. I think that they're just guys that genuinely care about the other dudes, whether they have wingnut ideas or not. And they'll come in there and try to make things good for the boys and try to put their best work into what the other boys are doing. Oh, um, shit, man. Wait a second. Uh, we got some comic companies talking about, uh, we got the Lucha Underground comic people in the chat room right now. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Damn. Saying that they wish they could have continued the comics when they were in the mid-season break. That would have been fucking dope. I, I, I was, That would have been sweet. I was all over those comics, as you could probably see by Reddit, because I think I'm the one who posted every single issue on there for people <laughs> to check out. But, um, oh, so there's a couple important dates that I want to tell some people about. Keep talking. Um, okay. Uh, one of them is that Monday, the 27th, is 30 year wow. 30 year anniversary of one of my favorite movies of all time a nightmare on elm street part three so i want all of you sometime before monday to pop in elm street three and watch it actually i think el ray's been playing it um i think they've been playing elm street one and elm street three back to back they've been doing like a mini ready marathon leaving out too you always leave out too unfortunately Which is awesome. sorry sorry urban um, oh, hey, I just wanted to show these off. Like, I love these. Yeah. We're talking about the comics, though. I have, I have them sitting here. I haven't cracked the the Mylar in a while here, but... I, I wish them. they didn't be in between seasons. Now, did they do, did they do all four in print? Yeah. Do we know? Yeah, I think they did, and we only got three of them at the temple, but mm -hmm. there was one we didn't get. Yeah, why didn't we get that one? What happened? I don't think they ever gave it out at the temple. Oh, it was given out somewhere else? Was that, like, Lucha in Vivo? Or maybe one of the uh, the cons or something. Oh. But, um, dude, so check it out. Okay. So Monday, Elm Street 3. Fucking great. Shudder. I don't know if they did this as celebration or just because it was a, a good idea to have it. Uh, they actually just put up Never Sleep Again. If you missed it on Netflix, it's on Shudder now. Uh, it's a good four five hour uh, four hour documentary on all the elm street movies uh it's great it'll take you a while to watch it but it's going to be one of the best documentaries you've ever seen on film and i also want to say that march 1st is a very important date in the mmm show because it is justin's birthday and justin's mm -hmm. birthday alone thank you well it's my birthday really appreciate it it's also it's also Byron's birthday, which I have to say because um, I knew Byron first. So, yeah, it's also Byron's birthday. My birthday is July 29th, just like Scott Steiner. Thank you for asking. No so, Justin, I share my birthday with Scott Steiner. Justin shares his with Byron. Champion right here. Right here. I don't think he's even listening to us, Byron. Are you doing anything special for your birthday? What did you, oh, me? Yeah. No, I'm out here. I'm going to New York this weekend, but I'm out here working. Shit. Do the guys on the show know it's your birthday? Because like, they'll totally fuck with you. Uh, no, I don't think they would really notice if I said anything about myself. Okay. That's good. Hopefully they're not listening right now through your walls or on the podcast. 
but um yeah well so that means we got to have a party next week yeah so justin i was telling byron how i share my birthday with scott steiner but you share your birthday with byron so i won i'm not sharing if anybody listening has a way for me and byron to settle whose birthday this is once and for all this year on next week's episode please let us know um this, this has happened before there's been a competition and i think the competition needs to be he-man trivia judged by myself the definitive contest and Casey, let's talk face off let's, just mute this let's talk face off dude because i'm uh, you know what i marked the fuck out during this episode actually well, i know why let's get to it at the right part though so this yes. week's challenge experiments gone wrong and it's an immunity cool challenge like a dr jekyll mr hyde thing but you have to show basically the doctor starting to transform and then the full monster that's yes you had to do two makeups at the same time which means you have half the time to do your shit and it fucked everyone up pretty much <laughs> yeah it kind of did um but oh shit john landis is a guest judge yeah and usually like before they do the judging they'll say hey so you guys know john landis is going to be the guest judge no they, they waited. brought him out yeah they sprung it on them that the guy that is responsible for the movie with the greatest transformation scene in cinematic history, which Byron, that's an American werewolf in London. I thought you were going to say thriller. Oh, thrill. See, you don't really, oh, the, yeah, you do see him transform into the werewolf cat. Yeah, oh. it's very similar, by the way. It's pretty, it's pretty dope, but it's no, it's no Academy Award winning American werewolf in London. But I marked out, I'm a huge John Landis fan. Um, I've actually told him this and really marked out you might have seen my picture if you've if you're on twitter with me where it looks like i'm hugging his arm but i swear to god it's his hand and not mine because i was on an airplane with uh i was on an airplane with john landis once and i have to say i did keep looking out to see if there was anything on the wing that's awesome that is <laughs> it was awesome. kind of freaky ron jeremy was also on that flight which is a whole other story because he kept putting his his feet up on a friend of mine's armrest on her chair like through the uh, it was nasty yeah. this I don't is like why you never give ron jeremy a middle seat this is why i can't uh, me and tarantino probably don't get around because get along because i think feet are gross and i would probably tell him that but um dude i yeah i met him at monster palooza and i told him that he's the reason that i write and like movies and stuff because american werewolf in london tone wise is a lot like the stuff that i write and it definitely is inspiring to me. So I know he inspired most of the people that were there. I don't think he might have inspired the person who won because she's never seen in all of his movies. I don't think she's probably even seen one. Like if you haven't seen Star Wars, I don't think you've seen American Werewolf in London. Byron, give us a thumbs up if you've seen American Werewolf in London. See, he's talking and he's muted. And I love this. I love that's all why of I said, give us a thumbs up, Byron. And he's in a mask. We got to do this more often. Have you seen an American Werewolf in London, Byron? I got so oh yeah. I met him at Monster Palooza, and he signed a picture of the transformation scene, and he said, "Casey, stay on the road." That's pretty awesome. Um, all right, so yeah, I want you to drive off the Tyler, road. Into a Tyler tree. and Emily. They did do a good job. I can't hate on mm -hmm. it. She's still the biggest supervillain in all of reality TV because of her knowledge base. But God bless her for 
at least doing good work. Um, I don't know how she's this good without having seen any of the movies that inspire everyone else, but it's working somehow. And she's got some kind of crazy osmosis powers or something. I don't know. Look, Logan and Adam also came in the top and I, I really liked what they did, but losing that shoulder part of that whole thing, like they had this arm that was supposed to be all mutated and radiated. And there was a shoulder piece that connected here and here, but at the end was this big giant lumpy thing, which looked cool, but, there was no cohesion in connecting it from yeah. the, the application on the face down to that part. It was like two random pieces to me, two it really went from, good random pieces, but random yeah. nonetheless. It went from looking like the fucking nemesis from resident evil to looking like a dude with a dick on his hand, but a spiky dick. <laughs> um, Sig and George didn't bring us the best work they've ever done this week, but they, they, did, out of time. <laughs> they did also bring us though an awesome plaster disaster act break. And that's just as important to reality TV as I'm sure Byron can tell you. Um, they should well, be rewarded man. for giving us the drama for an act break in a show that could very easily have not had any drama. <laughs> Possible. So it's yeah, not, it's not uh, that werewolf, Byron. Oh. Do you know that there's fucking rights issues? You guys Byron? get it right. You're gonna get our podcast. <laughs> Justin knows what I'm talking about. I, not all... the best werewolf song. Anyone that knows anything about werewolves and music knows that "Bark at the Moon" is the best werewolf song. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Who else was on the bottom? Oh, Kaylin and Melissa were on the bottom with Evan and Ben. What'd you think about the Evan and Ben thing? Was that the worst one or? That, yeah, because their their mid-transformation just looked like fucking Triple H. And the guy already kind of looked like Triple H. Like, they they didn't do enough. And it looked just like a dude. And then it looked like you know a slightly deformed dude. Like, their final makeup should have been their middle makeup, you know? This is, this is what I wrote down while I was watching it. I said, uh... They maybe didn't go far enough. The the scientist almost looks like a normal scientist, and the final monster looks just like Josh Barnett selling a bump. Oh <laughs> shit! That's that cool. Was, See, okay, like to me, it didn't it, look like anything. Goddamn, we're never gonna get Josh Barnett on the show now. But have you seen how he sells bumps when he's doing like his wrestling stuff, his pseudo stuff, and yeah. he's like, yeah. I, but that was it. Like, that's not a monster. That's just Josh Barnett anticipated. He's he a former the champion, that, right? uh, that Adam does on Workaholics when he cries. And uh, that's his selling face. But uh, yeah, Barnett's episode was last week also. It was after the blurry ref thing where Barnett yeah. comes out to the ring and gets all in Lashley's face. Lashley's like, I'll beat any man, MMA or wrestling. And like, you knew that was the cue. For yeah. Barnett to come strolling down. For Dave Batista. And the best thing about it is, like, Barnett strolled down and didn't try to look hard at all. Just like, but the dude really is the babyface assassin. Like, he will legit try to murder somebody in an alley if he has to. The dude is crazy-fied. Like, he has, he has that Mayhem Miller streak in him, but he is the nicest, most normal guy in the world until you say, hey, Josh, it's time to fight. And then he's like a psychopath. And There's a great wrong. fucking wrestling announcer too, man. Like he doesn't get enough love. Him and Moro for the New Japan shit was fucking great. Well, he and, also uh, is a big fan of Mastodon and Gojira and a lot of metal bands that I like. So he gets props from me in that department too. Fuck yeah, I bet he likes King Diamond too. Oh uh, yeah, I believe he, he does. does. Um, Green Day over here. So the last thing that we have not talked about is 
somehow I, I did I lose my notes on it? Oh, yeah. UFC. <laughs> Are we going to talk about inappropriate tweets? Well, like what? Why like, would we talk about inappropriate tweets? I don't know. Some black snake moan Ronda Rousey tweets or something. I don't know. Dude, Derek Lewis is <laughs> on fire. Like, first of all, they re-edited his promo. What? You can't ever see it. Like on they, they always put up the post-fight promo. Yeah. They edited it and never showed the real one again, like Anderson Silva breaking his leg. That's how bad they thought that the promo was. What did yeah. they, what did he say? What did he say? What did he they basically basically said that they they were asking him about why he didn't uh, or if they thought it was if he thought it was a late stoppage because there was some controversy about whether or not the uh, end of the fight was let to go a little longer than it should have, and he basically was like, "Yeah, but that dude needed an extra couple of hits for his beating on women." By the way, where's that fine ass Ronda Rousey, <laughs> or where's Ronda's fine ass right now? Anyway, and then he started posting <laughs> Black Snake Moan tweets with Ronda's face instead of Christina Ricci, and him dragging her in by the chain and stuff. <laughs> Just amazing. <laughs> Five stars. Hilariously wrong thing he could have possibly done. Oh, dude, yeah, it was it was pretty funny, Byron. You kind of missed out. It was it was hilarious because they're never going to show the promo again. That's how that's how fucked up they thought it was. They they literally equate it with Anderson Silva breaking his leg. Did you ever see that, Byron? Yeah, dude, it sucked. He yeah, kicked that, the dude, and his leg just wrapped around the other dude's shin. See, like I've seen some more fucked up versions of that, and you know, like like the ones that I show all my coworkers, like all the time. Did. Like break the jump like two feet. Yeah. Let's not let's, let's let's not make fun of Sid when we want him to be the guest of honor on this show. This is my impersonation of Sid's leg, dude. You know what? That's my impersonation of Sid's dick. There we go. See, now we'll be on the show because we complimented him. Is that He's, a compliment? I heard they call him the White Virgil. Uh, because he's million dollar man. Yeah, one of my oh. friends sent me this quote from Bobby Heenan that I think is pretty good. It says, uh, "You win some and you lose some. Unless you're Virgil, then you lose them all." I saw Bobby. Virgil. I saw a match of Virgils, and I got to be honest with you, I don't think he understood what the point of professional wrestling was like he did stuff in the ring that made it look like he had something else he was trying to do dude don't get me started i was at wrestlemania 7 his big revenge against fucking um ted ted dibiase and he had he had roddy piper in his corner and like we're all we're all fucking nuts, you know. We're like, oh, he's gonna kick Ted's ass. And then he does this fucking lame ass sub Johnny B Bad boxing shit. And it was before Johnny B Bad, but he was better at it. Johnny B Bad was awesome. Ah, uh, he's gonna kick your booty with the tutti frutti. Yeah, he was great. When he was Mark Merrill and the Wild Man and all that stuff, he sucked. 
But remember when he, when he got yeah. shot? Who shot him in the face with the bad blaster and fucked his face up and he wore a mask for a while? I don't know. Because remember his little stick that shot the confetti? Someone like shot him in the eye with it? Was it the booty man? No. no. I want to say it was Cactus Jack, but it wasn't Cactus Jack. Fuck. I don't know. I do know that I'm excited since no one got PWG tickets because who gives a fuck about going to PWG? Well, I'm excited for March 12th about going to FSW in Vegas. FSW is huge. What's that card like, Byron? Give me the so we got, it just got announced Kevin Cross is going to beat up that fat-ass John Morrison, Johnny Mundo. Oh, uh, he's going to beat the fat out of that fat fuck. Yeah, Johnny Morrison. Was he Morrison announced as Kevin Mundo or was he announced as Morrison? He was he's announced as fatty, fat, fat, fat. He's, he's going to – hopefully he'll take a break from eating Twinkies to show up and get beat up and dropped on his neck by Kevin Cross. You yeah, got you more carbs, John. Jesus Christ. But you also got Taya and Angelina Angelina Love on the card. I assume since they're both the two women on the poster, they're going to fight each other. I don't know. Uh, Willie Mack, Sammy Callahan, Eli Drake, explain like I'm Drake, Brian Cage, Broken Matt Hardy, who's been at FSW several times before, Davey Richards. You, everyone knows him or what he's about. They're all going to be on. Explain like I'm Drake. Like nobody got that. And then, like, I feel like describing it like you got shot in the spine and Degrassi. <laughs> but uh, this I is feel like you're missing some people. I'm looking at the poster. And so it's when stars collide. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more people. Also, Davey Boy Smith Jr., holy shit. By the way, Boy Smith. All right, so he's cool. You don't normally see him. Speaking of people that we see and we want to see more of, shoot. dude, yeah, I saw I saw yeah. Davy Boy Smith Jr. wrestle Davy Richards once, and I fucking hate Davy Richards, and I love that match. Oh, I muted the wrong person. How do I mute Casey? I, no, hold on, I'm doing this wrong. Why are you trying to I mute Casey? He's talking over me. So now we got Shane Swerve Strickland and Ar Fox on the same card. I don't know if they're fighting each other. If they are, I hope everyone's going to be safe. I hope they're fighting everyone at the same time by jumping on them from the top of the building. It's just, it's going to be mayhem. The Samstown Hotel and Casino, and it's a Sunday show. Three o'clock for meet and greet and five or 5 p.m. for doors, right? Yes, get there by three. It's going to be worth your time. Get the VIP tickets. You get a shirt, photo op, autographed event poster, and more. Are we going to be there, Byron? Going to be an awesome show. We're going. Are we wearing uh, MMM show shirts or are we wearing cross shirts so we don't get killed? Oh. I might wear one. both one over the other. Um, I'm going to do whatever Mr. Killer Kevin Yeah, Cross I think we'll just ask him permission to wear what, what it is that we want. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of shirts, um, I just want to say that congratulations for, for Jim for wearing his last real heel shirt to Raw but please wear your MMM show shirts to good wrestling promotions. Thank you. He did. He wore wore the MMM show shirt to the PWG show. I was much prouder of that because that's the cool show. That's what I'm talking about right there. Fuck yeah, dude. If you're going to go to PWG, if you're going to go to Brave Immortal Combat and reminisce about St. Roddy Piper and Sonny Chiba, 
<laughs> yeah, but watching some dope ass wrestling. Meet Teddy Long. Do it again. You went with with a Brave yeah. Immortal reference or an Immortal Combat reference instead of uh, Merida Brave reference. Because you could. I don't that. say it because I always fuck up her name and end up saying shit in Spanish, and Mar then all the Spanish speakers laugh at me even more than they already Mayard? do. Merd. Merd. Merd is French. Merda. <laughs> Mierda. Hey, Byron, remember that book that we had in high school, Mierda, that just told you, like, Spanish bad words? No, we watched El Norte. And they're like, Shiza. they started cursing. We're like, oh, these are the words we want to know. Oh, so let me finish up the UFC stuff because I got to run soon. I have many, 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 many millions of things to do. I'm editing a bunch of stuff. I was at a bunch of conferences and conventions this week, as you probably saw me talking about on the tweeters. Um, he got stink bombed. Anyway. I did. I swear. Somebody gave me some nasty raunchiness on a handshake. But um, GSP is back. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but Freddie Roach basically, uh, Freddie Roach and an agent from CAA basically brokered the whole deal that had completely fallen apart multiple times. Um, and this, people think that Ari is this weird dude, but it's because of Entourage. But he's very much like that character. The real Ari is very much like that in certain ways. He's a bit more professional and a little more intimidating than uh, the TV Ari. But Ari Emanuel is this guy that if you know him, he's your boy for real. Like you're down. Once you're down, you're down. Um, like anybody who knows Peter Berg, get Peter Berg to tell you the Ari stories. Like he's the one that kicks it with Ari and, and knows the real deal. Um, he's a cool dude. And what it took was somebody coming at him like a cool dude and not coming at him in a business deal. And that's why it got done because Freddie Roach just called him up and was like, look, Ari, we go back and, you know, and Freddie Roach has known Ari since before he was super duper big time. It's just like, look, we go back. Is there a way we can sit down and talk about this? And Ari was like, yeah, of course we go back, dude. You're the man, Freddie, you're Freddie Roach. I'm Ari Emanuel. Let's like, let's hash this out. Here's a guy who's a trainer who's never really brokered a deal in his life sitting down and getting GSP back in the UFC for all of us. Um, so I just think it's cool. Like, um, I don't know who GSP is going to fight. They're not really announcing it. I don't believe it's Connor because Freddie Roach is talking about how the Connor Floyd thing is pretty serious because Floyd told him like, Hey, you should go ahead and train Connor because I'm going to fight that dude and you can make some money. Um, nice. so yeah, I think that for, for GSP, uh, basically you're looking at Bisbing, which I think is a good fight, but Bisbing's got Yol sitting there. And if GSP beats Bisbing, does he want Yol? I don't think so. So I don't know if that fight makes a ton of sense unless he does, unless GSP does Bisbing and then gets Anderson Silva after that at 185. Um, and then maybe takes i don't know what he would take for the third fight but i mean yol would just be screwed but i can't see gsp wanting to fight yol so um, basically all of us and cross were wrong last week when we said that we thought connor was going to fight before gsp well it depends because gsp is looking to be about five or six months off oh he's shit gonna go back into the usada program um they're not looking they're looking third quarter hmm. so i don't think the connor deal gets done before third quarter either though so it could be close mm -hmm. but i don't I just, think i just want to be right 
Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know who's going to fight. I mean, I think the big money fight is still Connor for GSP, but I think that I think maybe the path for him is he fights Bisbing, then he fights Anderson, then he fights Connor. If he can get those three fights in that order, I think that's the biggest payday for everybody involved. Um, I think yeah, he's got this. That's kind of a good string, too. Like, I would want to see all of those fights. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, realistically, I think the most dangerous one is actually Anderson because Anderson still has a lot of size on GSP. Um, just reach size overall. I mean, Anderson's really a 205 guy who who was just always good at cutting to 185. And, and GSP is a legit 170. And But, you know, on this run, I expect to see him fighting at 185. A lot of people have said Robbie Lawler, but I just don't think GSP wants to take those kind of punches on this return trip. I don't think he wants to be seeing Yoel Romero's of the world or, you know, any of anything like that. Yoel uh, Romero's in a weird place that nobody really should be fighting him, you know? Uh, well, look, the best thing in the world for Bisping would be to face GSP first. And if he gets past GSP, then he's got to fight Yoel. It's fine. He was going to have to fight him anyway. If he doesn't get past GSP, then maybe he never has to fight him and he can just go away a rich, happy guy with his one big money fight, yeah. um, which I think he would be completely fine to do. I think he's proven what he needed to prove. He beat Anderson. He got that great win over Luke. I don't think that – I don't feel like Bisping has anything left to prove. Um, and I don't know that he has the skills and ability to necessarily prove a whole lot more than he already has in the past year. Um, I just want Luke Rockhold to never get a rematch. So that's, that's, yeah. The bad fights for GSP are actually down at 170. Like, I don't think he wants Tyron. I don't think he wants one. No. Boy. Um, <laughs> I want Tyron. Holy, holy shit. I don't think he wants any more Johnny Hendricks either at 185 or 170. I just don't think that GSP wants to take those kind of fights. I think he wants to take the more fun fights. Maybe Nick Diaz, if Nick is really finally going to come back, but we've already seen that. Like, does anybody care about that? Yeah. And I hated that fight from start to finish. Yeah. I think there's bigger, more fun fights you can put Nick into now. I, I kind of want to see Nick fight the new breed. I don't really want to see uh, a legends fight between him and GSP at this point. I feel like that. Are you saying you want to see Nick fight the guys in WCW that came from the future where Dusty Rhodes was the president? Exactly. Exactly what I want to see. Um, People are going to give that reference. The other person who's back is Cyborg. Did you hear about this? No. That's interesting. There's no suspension. She was basically cleared. Um, what they did was a, a legit uh, retroactive TUE, which is a therapeutic usage exemption. Basically, the substance she popped hot for, which was a type of diuretic, was proven by doctors and the commission that it was being medically prescribed and used um, appropriately, even though it was a banned substance. They gave her a therapeutic use exemption um, retroactively. Hmm. Um, and they also said that the amounts that she was using would not have been enough to really mask anything anyway. Um, so basically she was clean and, you know, she, she got tested at a strange time. She was going through some weird stuff and, um, she wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. She was following doctor's instructions and, uh, this, this one thing came up in her tests in small amounts. So she got flagged and they had to shut her down for a minute. But this is why you saw her at the fight the other day, because I think Dana got wind that this was probably going to be the case, even though the final results weren't in. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like, you know, normally if you're banned, you're banned. You don't show up ringside while you're still on a suspension no. if they don't do something. 
Um, they don't want to talk about that kind of stuff or whatever. So Cyborg's done done bad things in the past, and uh, this time she was proven innocent. So I don't know what that's going to mean for the the marks on her. And sadly, uh, Charmaine or uh, Jermaine Durandamy's got this belt now and doesn't seem like she wants any part of her. She's talking about fighting Holly again because of the controversy. Best thing that ever happened to Jermaine Durandamy was hitting Holly after the bell and having this controversial uh, finish because now she doesn't have to necessarily fight Cyborg. But Cyborg is just kind of like, you know, look, people have always this has always been the case. They were going to duck me if I had the belt, if I didn't have the belt. Like, <laughs> she's right. Nobody, nobody's going to volunteer to fight her. I mean, Holly said no before when it was for the belt and it was Cyborg. You know, nobody wants to fight Cyborg. Eventually, they're going to have to now. She'll take the belt off of one of these ladies. Um, and she doesn't seem too pressed for time on it. I think she knows she's got time. And, and I think she's just happy to be cleared. So... Uh, Cyborg is back, y'all, and and there's a 145 belt out there. Then the other thing is, I think the division stalls a little bit after she gets it because nobody's going to be jumping up there to to no. fight her. No, Maybe but it's she'll my, pop a good number though. People are going to be excited to see her fight for the belt the first time. So but literally, no one's going to want to go up. Everyone's going to cut no. weight, and everyone who comes in to fight her is going to probably be from the outside, which is fine but they're going to have to sign girls that are willing to come in and fight her because no one who's currently in the UFC is going to want to take the chance unless they're on like some four fight skid. Like if Juliana Pena skids and gets beat up a couple more times and has nothing else left to do, maybe she'll jump up and fight her or something like that. That's the only way anyone else is going up to fight cyborg. Um, which is why you saw Holly up there fighting, you know, Jermaine in the first place. And now Holly with all of her losses is kind of stuck. And now we do, we do have a really uh, interesting women's title match actually announced. Oh, Joanna. Yeah, and uh, Andrade. Uh, Andrade. Yeah. Well, uh, let's just hope that um, she doesn't have the same curse her name has in NXT. But actually, I do hope that because I want her to lose. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think Joanna Champion doing for him. I see Joanna piecing her up. Um, oh, the Mitrione thing, too. Mitrione canceled Fedor. Fucking right. Fedor wins. Fucking flawless victory. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. Mitrione, who at first when they announced that he was sick and pulling out, I was like, "What, dude, fight him with a fever. You'll still beat him. Nah, um, I heard he had endometriosis. He had kidney stones, bro. Oh, that's gross. It's the worst male pain that you're going to get. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do it. And uh, he, he was going to. He was going to. And the docs were like, no, you're not, dude. Um, and believe <laughs> me, they would not have pulled the flight, the plug on that fight. Fuck, imagine getting hit in the kidney if you got a fucking kidney stone. Oh, dude. Well, it sucks, too, for him because he passed yeah. it the next day at the airport, you know, on the way out of town. After oh, in a shitty fight, airport man. bathroom. Oh, dude. <laughs> But I think he was okay by then because leading into it, he wasn't taking any painkillers or anything because he, he wanted to be completely clean for the fight and you're not allowed to right. do a lot of certain things. So he's got these kidney stones going into weigh-ins and he's like doubled over trying to pretend like he's not hurting so Fedor doesn't know. And then afterwards, it's like, bro, you're not fighting. But Fedor wouldn't take Chael, wouldn't take any of these other replacements, um, which I don't know what the deal was with that. But I feel like that was probably smart on Fedor's part to a certain extent, especially because he probably he got paid some of his money anyway. 
Yeah, he uh, he knew he had nothing to lose, Justin, because he knew that he already won the psychological war, that he scared a man so much that his body created kidney stones to prevent him from fighting. The good That's news amazing. Is, this is a medical marvel. I think this actually helps Chael's plan out that he can get in his fight with Vanderlei first and then, depending on how that goes, still get to uh, Fedor after it. I think Chael gets a win over Vandalay, and then Chael tries to fight Fedor, which is hilarious. I mean, Fedor will smush him. But do I we, think that do we really Fedor, think he's getting a win over Vanderlei, though? Like, is that... Yeah. yeah. Vanderlei, at this point, is garbage. I mean, oh. unless he's juiced to the gills. He's garbage. Poor Joker looking motherfucker. Um, and then I think that Mitrione's going to beat up Fedor. And I think that once Chael has his next win and Fedor has his loss, that is going to happen. Then Chael gets Fedor. We'll see. This, is a, this ends one way. Everyone <laughs> just keeps missing fights against Fedor. And then as, as the most Shang Tsung-like out of all of us, I award him the flawless victory. Oh, oh! Johnny Hendricks finally got a win up at 185. That was nice to see over Hector Love. Wasn't how, how was how, how was the uh, the love handles looking? Is he looking good? Well, he's at 185. They look fat. They look j- delicious. Looked like he's been eating donuts, and drinking beer. But he can do that at 185. No, that's true. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. Like Johnny walks around at like 205 to 208 somewhere in there. Oh, um, dude, must look like dusty roads. He was cutting a lot to get to 170, and without the IV, um, he was just one of those guys that that weight class should have ended for him five fights ago. 185 is his only option now, sadly. Um, so he's just going to have to grin and bear it with those guys that are his size instead of being an overpowering bigger man. That IV made a pretty big difference in a lot of people's careers, but it's yeah. something that had to fucking happen. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, either everyone can use it or no one can, and I right. think it's fine either way. Um, and if it's forcing the fighters up, that's fine because it's healthier. But for the guys who are still cutting and probably shouldn't be and making these painful weight cuts, then it sucks because it's really dangerous. And the IV was taking a little bit of the danger out of the situation by at least being able to get your body back to a reasonable state in a quick fashion afterwards. Um, but it was giving a lot of guys a a different kind of advantage. I feel Johnny is definitely one of those guys that had that and cowboy too. Um, so Without it, yeah, maybe they're both better off at higher weight classes. But I felt good about this card. I got like eight out of my ten picks right. The two that I got wrong were the women's fights. I got. Uh, I thought Carla was going to win, and uh, I think I picked Mazny over Sarah <laughs> McMahon. So. Oh wait, wait! Carla got fucked up. What happened? Shit. Yeah, she she just lost. That's who I had to. <laughs> She just God lost. Damn it. it wasn't, you know, it was whatever. Um, I think it was, I don't even remember, but she lost. So, but I got yeah. every other fight right and I got a lot of them exactly right. So I was very happy. Um, this is good. I didn't watch shit because it was on a fucking Sunday and I had to work the next yeah. day. All right, guys. So, the job doesn't respect them. Next week, um, hopefully we got some cool stuff going on. We're still trying to round up some guests or whatever, but thanks for stopping by this week and hanging with us for a little bit. Um, yeah. and uh, you can get your MMM show sweater right now at teespring.com forward slash MMM show hoodie did I say that right teespring.com yeah. forward slash MMM show hoodie google it you goddamn marks and buy the hoodie um, 
part of the proceeds go to us, you know, just paying our regular fees and staying on the air. And the other half of the profit goes to the Wounded Warrior Fund. So yeah. please support. We're, we've raised a little bit of money for those guys. And we have just almost enough money to stay on the air for another month and bring you guys some cool guests and whatnot. Let us know if there's uh, guests that you want to see. Buy the hoodie. Get your Brave Immortal tickets. Don't forget the, the code MMM. Just MMM. And uh, braveimmortal.com or no, braveimmortal.yapsity.com. <laughs> there we go. That's right. And uh, if you go, tell tell Teddy Long how much you like the theme song of Doom that I'm telling you all to listen to right fucking now. Okay. I'll tweet Byron, it. You got anything else? You got uh, you got schooled on your PWG tickets while we were sitting here, huh? I bet Jimmy got tickets. How is that? The Jimmy God said he did not get tickets. On PayPal. And then it said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Vicious. I'm trying to buy an MMM show hoodie right now to make myself feel better. You should. Retail therapy. So if you didn't get your PWG tickets, buy a fucking hoodie. It's a lot cheaper than those tickets would have been. And go to the Brave Show and go to FSW, yeah. where your MMA shows, and go punch a friend in the face. Yeah, and definitely come say hi to us if you see us at one of these shows. Obviously, if we see you wearing our merch, don't be a fucking nerd. Like, be don't cool. cut him off. He's trying to talk right now. There you go, Justin. You're good. I wasn't trying to talk. I was uh, totally listening so to talking. Casey. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that if you're going to buy our shit, don't be a fucking nerd. That's all I'm saying. Justin was talking. No, I, like, I, like, I, like cool I like when Casey talks. You have to talks. be at least as cool as Jim or cooler to wear our merch. So you got to oh, be like dude, Jim. Kevin, Kevin Flynn rocked it all up and down the strip in Vegas. That's the dope. Kevin Flynn is the shit. Meatloaf is the shit. And, oh, yeah. and Jim is the shit. And am my... Am I forgetting anyone that's bought our stuff that's not related to one of us? Vinny Massaro. Vinny Massaro. I got no beef with Vinny. No, Vinny's the shit, even though he didn't answer my question on that anonymous question thing. Vinny thinks I just made out anonymous. Much appreciated. I'm out of here. I got some stuff to do, guys. I got some videos I got to go edit. I got to fucking sleep so I could reach these kids. But stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll post. We'll post what? ahead of time who our guest is going to be for next week because I'm really trying to line up a good one for our next week. We'll see if it happens. Um, but until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.